Uh, let's begin with a with a meditation. So just find a comfortable posture. If you're in a chair, let your feet be both feet touching the floor. Let your body be relaxed. But feel awake. And a good way to do that is to be sure your back feels straight. and You feel lifted. You're lifting your spine up. Your hand in your lap, either palms down or palms up. Or one palm inside the other. But work with your own body and know what's comfortable for you with, a, with your body. If you're in pain, you'll be distracted from a calm mind and you'll be going to that pain over and over again. Let your breath be your anchor. Just be aware of each breath in and each breath out. If you feel your mind is distracted and not completely present, then take a few deep breaths in and out. Just two, maybe three. where you exaggerate the inhale and the exhale. Just bring everything all to the present moment, your body, your mind. Be aware of everything going on around you, outside of you, and inside of you. And just let it be the way it is. Don't wish it were different or want it to, want it to change anyway. Just be aware of what is. Relax into your breath. Just let it be your natural breath.
begin with a short loving-kindness practice. Remember, we always begin with ourselves. And then we spread loving-kindness out gradually. May I be well. May I feel safe. May I be content and know happiness and joy. May I live in peace. Find the phrases that suit you and you can just repeat them to yourself over and over again. Use it as your kind of a mantra. Use it in moments of stress or tension. May I be well. May I feel safe in this world. May I be content, knowing happiness and joy. And may I be at peace. May all living beings, human beings, non-human beings, all animals, beings invisible to us and beings visible to us, may all living beings everywhere be free from suffering and the causes of suffering Be free of fear and worry and anxiety. Be free from hunger and thirst. And may all beings everywhere be able to care for themselves or be cared for lovingly by others. And just let this radiate out. In all directions. Out into the universe.
you can stay with your loving-kindness practice. Just see yourself expanding the range where you can feel comfortable sending out loving-kindness to all beings. You can think of specific people in your world you'd like to send loving-kindness to. And just practice sending the quality of loving-kindness, that's friendliness, You can send loving kindness to someone very close to you. We also send loving kindness to the people who are difficult people or even our enemies. We don't want to send anger. We send the opposite of that, which is loving kindness. When we send loving-kindness to animals and creatures and all living beings, you can think about all the living beings in your home. Maybe your pets. Maybe the insects you occasionally see inside. Living beings in your yard. in your gardens. Just keep rolling out this quality of loving-kindness When we practice loving-kindness, we're creating a field of protection, not only for ourselves, but for those around us. We're unwilling to harm them. They can feel that protection 
And when we truly love ourselves, when we're friendly to ourselves, we're protecting ourselves. That means letting go of self-hatred, judging ourselves, punishing ourselves. It means we unconditionally accept ourselves, accept ourselves just the way we are in the present moment, not the way we think we should be. but the way we are and who we are. Right now. Check your body once again, and be sure your body is feeling relaxed, that you've let go of some of the tension. Feel your body. May peace be with you. Thank you. Let's do uh, the chanting and let's let's dedicate it to Todd. It's his birthday today. Anybody else have a birthday today? So we'll dedicate our fine chanting to you, Todd. <laughs> Namo tasa bhagavato arehato sama sambuddhase Namo tasa bhagavato arehato sama sambuddhase Namo tasa bhagavato arehato sama sambuddhase buddhang saranang gacchami dhammang saranang gacchami Sankang saranang gachami Dutiyampi budang saranang gachami Dutiyampi damang saranang gachami Dutiyampi sangang saranang Gachami Tatiampi Budang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Damang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Sangang Saranang Gachami. 
Anicca Vata Sankara Upadavaya Domino Upajitwa Nirujanti Te Sangvupa Samosuko Sape Sata Avera Hondu Sape Sata Abya Paja Hondu Sape Sata Aniga Hondu Sape Sata Sukiyatanam Ariharantu Manopupanga Madama Manoseta Manomaya Manasache Padutena Vasatiwa Karotiwa Tato Nangduka Manweti Chakang Wewaha Topadang Manopupange Madama Manoseta Manomaya Manasache Pasan Nena Vasatiwa Karotiwa Tato Nang Sukaman Weti Chaya Paini Mind forerunner of all states, mind is chief, mind made are they. If with a corrupted mind one should either speak or act, suffering follows caused by that, as does the wheel follow the ox's hoof. Mind is a forerunner of all states, mind is chief, mind made are they. If with a clear and confident mind one should either speak or act, happiness follows caused by that, as one shadow that never leaves. We believe in generosity towards others. We believe the skillful, noble path is marked by generosity. We believe generosity has many levels, Think generously, speak generously, act generously. We believe generosity is the heart of our spiritual practice, and this practice allows us to become more open, accepting, and forgiving. We believe extending generosity to ourselves is a direct way of healing division, bringing joy, and nurturing this spiritual community for years to come. May I become at all times, now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. Thank you. Um, the, you know, when we practice loving-kindness, loving-kindness is the first of the four Brahma-viharas. And those are the 
sublime states, the highest states. So the, the, these are four qualities, and most of you, I'm sure, know these and work with them. But the four Brahma Viharas are those uh, are practiced uh, as the the qualities that we can work to develop, and that they extend outwards. We can meditate with them; they extend out the same way loving kindness does. We begin by developing the quality within, and then we send it out. So we know loving kindness is the first. That's metta. The next one is uh, compassion. So Karuna is the Pali word. And the third is appreciative joy. And that's joy for the success of others. Joy for the, for the goodness that others get instead of uh, envy or uh, you know, any kind of negative feeling about it. We, we act, actually celebrate things for others. And that's mudita is the Pali word. And then the fourth one I'm going to talk about a little bit today is equanimity, which is, uh, what's equanimity? It's just out of my head right now. What the, what it's, it is fairness, but what's the poly word? I'm looking at Todd for the poly word. I, I know what it means, but yeah. It'll it'll come it'll come to us as we're, we're talking. It's but uh, the equanimity is the quality, and equanimity is the maybe the hardest one to really to grapple with and, and live our lives that way because it's not the way the the world uh, the world lives. So when I think of equanimity, I always think of staying on keel, staying balanced. We don't get caught up one from to one extreme or the other. And you've heard lots of stories uh, that exemplify this. And I have, I have. We accept, we accept, like what is right now. We don't get caught up in, uh, like Todd was mentioning, the the there the the ways. Uh, we don't get mixed up with, uh, get caught up in fame, because we know that the other op- opposite point is shame or infamy. So we're not we're trying to stay away from all of those extremes and just stay on the middle path, and that keeping that balance or that even keel, like a ship in a storm, all that ship is trying to do is stay, stay on an even keel or a boat because if you if you don't you're going to get te- capsized by a wave. So I had a wonderful little example of equanimity. And it was just in a short, I can't, uh, it was a text. It wasn't even a phone call. I was uh, having problems with the link, the Zoom link, or something with the Zoom call to, with the Florida group, and the Florida Blue Lotus group. And I was trying to get make sure that the Zoom number, the Zoom link that I had was still correct, because it wasn't correct on Zoom. And... Uh, it's, I'm always taking a chance, but every time I've had a problem with the, that, their particular Zoom link, uh, I can't tap into their, uh, I'm not, I don't, I can't get into their temple email. And that's where any kind of correction would be sent by the company. Well, they've had lots of problems in the Florida group with hackers on Zoom, people that jump in and create some chaos. So they just very recently changed their Zoom link, and they hadn't gotten it changed all through the system. So I texted, I texted uh, Bante San, who always, even if he's at work, I get a response from him immediately. He's, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> um, and I asked, I said, I'm getting a different, I'm getting, a, I'm getting uh, an audience that's not the people I sent the Zoom link to. And so let me know if you, let me know if it's been changed again. So he took care of all that, did it, did it just seamlessly. And uh, then we just were chatting on a, on the text for a little bit, because I had started about an hour early to get things set up, and I was glad I did, because it was one of those last minute glitches that happens. 
And he, he asked me, how are you doing? How are you feeling? He's always concerned about my health. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay. I said, I'm getting tired of this dreary, dreary weather. You know, this was on Sunday, so it was, the, it was miserable. You know, it was kind of rainy and gray outside. And uh, he said, yeah, we're supposed to have a tornado today in his text. And, I, and I, just, I just got it instantly, and I said, yeah, I guess I'm going to be okay with my dreary, uh, rainy weather. <laughs> I said, thanks for the great Dhamma talk. And he said, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you, know, you got it. <laughs> and it really made me start thinking. That then we, were, we both laughed about that and ended our text message. But it made me think about uh, it, just those two situations. One was was opening up my Zoom and getting into it, and then checking to make sure that the group I was zooming to was the group that I and I had sent out the link to. And uh, so that that was finding. Wait a minute, that's not the right. That's not the number I sent people. So what? So. Instead of, I've had it happen before, so instead of getting upset about it, I thought, well, of course I'm going to contact San, and knowing San, he'll probably respond before the class starts. But I thought, if that's, if I had the wrong Zoom link, I have to send it out to another a mailing list again. So he did respond right away and I didn't have to I, I didn't have to panic or get sweaty and get nervous and I didn't have to jump and start sending out the link and uh, then then the real lesson was when I complained about the weather and he he mentioned very calmly that yeah we're going to have a tornado today <clears throat> and then I read there were tornadoes down in that not in Florida I don't think but there were some severe tornadoes in the south at on Sunday, I think. So I realized that equanimity is that just acceptance of things the way they are instead of chasing after the extremes, which sometimes I think uh, is what we... I, I realize sometimes I feel like I want to chase after the extremes. And uh, those are not actually pleasant places to be in. You know, because once you have something that you want, you very quickly become tired of it. So even when we chase after something, it's once we get it, it's the thrill is gone. Um, and it 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 was all he had to do was remind me that that dreary and gray is much better than spending. A, well, they don't have basements in Florida, but you know it's much better than worrying about what happens if if uh, we have a tornado. And uh, if you're in the Midwest, you might sit in the basement all day, which I never do because I grew up in the South, so we didn't have basements. So I can remember living in Wisconsin when my kids were little, and there would be tornado warnings, which sometimes I knew about, sometimes I didn't. And I talked to a friend of maybe another mother with little kids the next day, and they'd say, "Yeah, we were in the tor- we were down in our basement for like five hours yesterday," and I I didn't I would have to ask what they, <laughs> I hadn't it hadn't occurred to me, even if I knew the weather was bad, I hadn't turned on the radio or hadn't turned on the news, so uh, I guess that was not that was uh, ignorance on my part, not equanimity, but <laughs> you know that we have choices, but. Very often we can get we can get ourselves worked up over things when what we really prefer is that calm abiding. I mean, if we can have that, sometimes we we don't even know that that peacefulness of staying in the center and not being swept to one extreme or the other. Uh, and I like I like the expression a calm abiding. That we can we can access that more easily when we're staying in that middle when we're coming from a place of equanimity. I keep trying to have that word come through. I'm sorry, um, but equanimity the poly term doesn't matter because it's poly. But equanimity 
is, is uh, not being swayed by everything going on. And the story I'm sure most of you have heard is about the, it's a Chinese story, I think. Uh, the, the, the man who's uh, the farmer, a very poor farmer, and one of his horse, he had a couple of horses. He had one, one horse, and his horse ran away. And so the neighbors that would come by, he, they said, oh, your horse is missing. And he said, yeah, it ran away. And they go, oh, that's terrible. And he'd just go, you know, just kind of. And then, uh, his, uh, then his son went out to find that horse. Or the horse came, I'm getting the story, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, then later, the horse came back, but the horse, his, his horse brought some other wild horses with it. So the farmer suddenly was wealthy with horses. And so then the neighbor said, wow, you've got all this wealth now, you have all these horses. And the farmer was, you know, that's... And then the next thing that happened was the uh, uh, son was working with the horses, the new, all these new horses, because they needed to be tamed. And he broke his leg, getting thrown by one. So then the neighbors came by and said, that's just terrible, your son, your, now your son has a broken leg, he's not going to be able to help you for such a long time. And the farmer was, you know, kind of like, that's how it is. And uh, then the, there was a war, so the army, the military came riding through and took all the horses, but they were going after uh, the young men who could fight. But his son was laid up in bed with a broken leg, so they couldn't take him. And so then everybody was like, oh, you didn't have to lose your son to the fighting. So that's a perfect story about equanimity. You know, that's, it's, it's, I always think about that story. So no matter what happens, it's not something we can necessarily change, but we can ride it out, and we can kind of go with it. Uh, uh, not creating fear within ourselves or anxiety about the future, but just being with things the way they are, the things that are out of our control. And sometimes things that are out of our control are the things we worry the most about or that we have the most anxiety about because we're, because we're not in control and we think that we are. So uh, we, we can make ourselves crazy uh, being caught up in all the things that we actually have no control over. So, uh, if you're a parent worrying about our children, that's a that's a that's a that's a perennial favorite. We worry about our children when they're small and when they're yar- when they're large, when they're grown up, when they have their own kids. Um, we worry about other people. I know there where I live, it's a small apartment complex. And there's a lot of worrying about what other people are doing, and usually it's people that, that, that people don't even have a lot of contact with. It's just worrying about, well, so-and-so's car hasn't been in the parking lot for a few days. I wonder if they're okay. Or, is so-and-so still in the hospital? How long has so... And they, they don't know these people. They don't know them well enough to call them up and ask them what's going on. But there's a lot of conversation about, um, and kind of a, it's a kind of a, it's a nagging worry about people that we don't even know, but maybe it's just curiosity that starts us going. But we get sidetracked in other people's issues very easily. And that's a, uh, I don't know if it's because we like, I, I'm not sure why we do it. But I think it has a lot, it fits into this category of equanimity. It can keep us from having peace in our own lives because we become too concerned about what's going on outside of us, too concerned of things that are not even in our domain, uh, and not concerned so we can do something good for those people. Like, I don't think the people that I'm thinking about in my apartment complex. They're not necessarily running out and paying visits to those people to see if there's something wrong. Or they're not sending them cards, you know, to say, 
hope you're doing okay. Uh, it's just more of a kind of to have something grating, something that we're, that we're rubbing up against. But we see it within our own, even the problems that we have. A lot of them, worry doesn't, I don't know of anybody who's worried a problem uh, away. And sometimes we say, we use the expression like, I can't stop worrying about it. And I think if you're practicing, try not to say that. Because <laughs> I just keep worrying about I can't stop worrying about it. I can't stop thinking about it. Because that's what this practice is meant to help us learn to, learn to work with. We may still be doing it, but we know what do we do. What we know is this practice gives us the tools we need to make those changes. So we're, we, may, we need to go back. We may need to, to uh, look at our practice again because if we can't stop something, can't stop thinking about it, can't stop worrying about it, uh, there's something that we can do within this practice that's going to help it because the purpose of this practice is to help bring us peace and happiness and joy. It's really the, the practice is here to let us live a happier, a fuller life, not to diminish anything. So the qualities that make us a more generous, a kinder, a more compassionate person, we should also be... Uh, practicing on ourselves with those. And that's especially why this, these, these four Brahma Vihadas are taught, if you, you, we know how to practice loving kindness. And that is, number one is to, is to protect ourselves. Because who are the people who end up, usually people who uh, harm themselves or event, maybe commit suicide, those are people who hate themselves. They have given up on themselves. They've, they've lost their way because of their, self, their self-loathing. They think they're a failure. They can't do things right. They're not like other people. They can't, you know, they've given up on themselves. So loving kindness and uh, compassion and uh, appreciative joy and equanimity those are all qualities that can save our lives. And we can meditate, use, as in meditation, we can use all four of these qualities uh, as, a, as a meditation uh, in the same way. There are different ways. You can use all four in one meditation, or you can do loving-kindness practice, you can do compassion practice, you can do appreciative joy practice, and you can do equanimity practice. You can do each one the same way, where you begin by developing and recognizing that quality within you, and you, and you let it grow. So maybe there's, there are a couple of things in your life that you feel like you... Uh, you have it, you're, you're balanced, you've, you're in that center, you've got it, you know, you've got, maybe compassion is something that you've really worked with. And so you feel pretty good about that. You don't feel like you're going to get swayed off course. But um, you can use that as your beginning. So you, the same way you can practice meditation with loving-kindness, you can do that with compassion practice. And with all four of these. So we think of them as ways to protect yourself first. The, the, they're ways to make our own lives happier and more peaceful and richer. And, you know, we'll just be more content. And we, there's always then the, hap- the possibility for happiness and joy but those are things we know come and go. So being content is kind of that middle path. So um, know that these are things that can save your life. They're not, they're not uh, frivolous in any way because 
by beginning with ourselves. We're, we're giving ourselves that inoculation against the world and the way the world it will batter us. If, if, you, if we can be battered, this kind of practice is probably the very best thing we can do to uh, protect ourselves. And so if we protect ourselves, we're protecting others. And if others protect themselves, they're protecting us. And that's what's creating these little bubbles, you know, of safety. And we want our bubble, our little greenhouse around us to keep growing and take in more and more. But other people, and so this not only is the practice great, but our noble friends are there for us to remind us. All San had to say to me was just one little sentence, we're going to have a tornado today. And I completely got the message. I mean, I could have ignored his, I could have ignored his teachings. And, uh, and it was, I was so glad I could, I, I could get it. I, I thought that, could ch- that changed the rest of my day. So uh, just remember how powerful your practice is, not only for yourself, but for every single person and living being around you. There's a beautiful way to practice loving kindness uh, that the monk, it was one of the way the monks were taught was you just, you can just think of, they would, I think it's, they're they're talking about like being in a monastery and you just start uh, thinking of all the, everything alive in that monastery, starting with yourself and the other humans. And then you think about the, the, the creatures, the animals, maybe the cats that live there and all the animals that are around and then all the things in the garden and all the things that are in the, the walkways and the pathways. And uh, it, you just can start with your own house and your own yard. Don't worry about getting any further than, than your property line because you want to do loving-kindness practice up to the point where you're, you feel comfortable with it, where it feels real. We don't want to just say these things. We want, we want, want it to be, though this, this is teaching us. We want to have the teachings deep within us and penetrate us. So you can do that with all of these loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. You can just sit with any of them and just let it just fill you and then let it spread out from you. So, thank you very much.